Today on In the House, we sit down with Jason Abair of Jenkins Design Build in Bee Cave, Texas. We talk about Jason's time working as an architect in California and discuss some of the similarities between the Texas Hill Country and the Golden State. We discuss some of our favorite and least favorite building materials, and we talk about some of Jason's designs that are currently on the books. We hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome to this episode of In the House. Uh, today we're sitting down with our good friend Jason Abair. Jason, uh, he is an architect with a design build firm here in Bee Cave, Texas. Um, so, Jason, welcome to the show. It's good to Thank see you. Thank you. Excited to be here. Awesome. So, what's going on in your life, man? How you, how you been? Uh, happy the kids are home. Summer's been good. No, no complaints. Yeah. Just enjoying life. Staying cool. Trying to. <laughs> Fourth of July was a hot one, that's for sure. Gosh, sure was. I think everybody felt it that day. Yeah, doing good. Keeping active, like just family stuff, but uh, working family. Yeah. yeah. Your kids, how about you? Yeah, no, family? we're good. Um, same thing, working family. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, go to, um, you know, still in that job web kind of up north and um, we're kind of in the, the finishing stages of that one so hopefully I'll be off, off that one pretty soon and then moving on to the next one which I don't know what that'll be yet but oh you don't? no not yet uh, but they have but, a lot in backed up though that there's a lot of options uh, but yeah we got some we got some good ones coming up for sure yeah That's I know cool. there's there's some that were in the early stages of bidding and there's others that we're you know fixing to get, get rolling on so I don't know. I can end up wind up anywhere, but excited in the you know what's going on right now with a lot of the build in Austin. A lot more. It seems like just the standards going up for sure. I hope so. so. It allows us to do better work and yeah, uh, enjoy experimenting and pushing the envelope. Well, the first question I kind of want to ask you. I, I want to hear more about your background and sort sure. of where you came from like tell us where you grew up because I, I feel like we've talked about it but it's been so long since we've had that discussion I, I don't even remember but tell us where you grew up and sort of your history and how you got got started in architecture hmm uh so uh real quick I didn't really grow up in any one place moved around a lot my dad was in the military mm-hmm. uh was very fortunate to see a lot of things uh different cultures, different people. Uh, there's pros and cons to that sometimes, but I did, that's very fond memories of that. Probably interested in design or maybe art early. Um, and then I think I was interested in uh, probably the first official thing I was interested in. My uncle had a graphic design shop, went to go work there in the summer in Georgia and just really liked that. Um, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I probably liked about graphic design even to this day. Uh, my daughter's in graphic design prices. I live vicariously through her. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> so I do enjoy it. Uh, but I like all things design. Me and Mark, we always have liked anything that has to do with design. And uh, that's a big part of my life. And trying to find inspiration in all things design. I 
I think I did a little graphic design in high school and then because of moving, went to the next school and they didn't have graphic design. Uh, London? Uh, in, um, they did in London, uh, or in England. Uh, but in Nebraska, when we moved there, and I was probably like second half of my junior year, um, they had drafting, which put me in the drafting and super strict teacher, Ron Garfolo. What a great guy. I saw him, went back to Nebraska. He, uh, we won't, me and my friends won a whole bunch of awards in high school. Like just plaques, not money. Or, well, no, we did get money for college. But we, we won some awards. And I guess the school was cleaning out and they were throwing them all out. And I, mm. The story is he, a little dumpster diving, but I don't really think he did do that. <laughs> but uh, went and got him and called and emailed everybody who got an award and gave it to him. So I, yeah, I saw cool. him a few years back and... He was one of those uh, teachers that uh, you didn't make any noise, you had to be quiet, and you draft, and when it was time to clean up, he would sit at his desk and wait, and you had to make sure all your stuff, you know, brush the eraser off, like, this put is a everything studio. <laughs> but this was like a strict studio of drafting, and um, the bell already rang, and he's still waiting for, there's no more commotion. Until sure. everything's put away, then he'll get up and he'll walk around. You're dismissed. You know, <laughs> it was really... But it was neat to see him uh, not... I, don't, I don't guess it was like five years ago or so to go visit family in Nebraska. Uh, but that was neat. Uh, so that's probably what got me on architecture. There's probably a little bit of architecture before that in Nebraska, but more on the build side. The, the drafting got you in architecture? Or what do you yes, think? doing like... We would do draft like a machine, isometric drawings, like okay. a screw, bolts, things. Is what we started doing that. Okay. Uh, I was probably kind of excited about it. And then I remember uh, right when I got there, someone started a model for a competition. It was just a house. And they didn't finish it. And he goes, I want you to finish this. And so uh, I finished it. And then that got me more involved in the architecture. Like I was coming after school and just got I, I started to enjoy it more uh, but there's one other instance it's kind of architecturally maybe build related was uh, going in, in Nebraska had some neighbors and they were masons mm -hmm. and they did work they were British but uh, they did work on base and like have you ever been to the movie theater they're on base and I'm like yeah because you notice the ceiling like we did it all wavy and they would talk about, and I played in their house, and they built it themselves. Both they built each other's houses. The two neighbors built them together, so that probably got me like interested in that form of construction in houses. Um, then maybe a little further, trying to think, there's another instance with architecture. I'm trying to think about, um, I, but the, those little influences I think get you excited about it of being around it. Yeah, so you're just kind of. You know, you're you're very artistic, and then you just happen to have these people come along just Definitely. at the right, right time and kind of poke and prod you in certain directions, and that and that kind of got you into the into the. Even theater. though it wasn't my path, like path, or I thought a path. Well, what did you want to do? Did I you think graphic design? And so, okay, that's what I was going to get at. Uh, so I still like graphic design. Went to school uh, in Nebraska for architecture. Uh, probably you have to apply to third year um, 
and I didn't get in to third year uh, big class. And so then I, um, the next semester, I changed all my classes to art, did art, and then I think, um, I wouldn't say I had pressure from my family, but they were like, what, you know, what are you gonna do with art? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask that. <laughs> <laughs> question. Yeah. yeah. But I think that uh, I, uh, oh, my mom said, you know, you should go to school in Texas. Because my family moved to Texas after I started school. Okay. From Nebraska. Then uh, she, I didn't do anything. I think she did it all. But signed me up, probably filled out all the paperwork to go to Texas Tech for architecture. Showed up there, and I was a little hesitant. And I, um, I think I had two, I had some architecture presentation class. I had some history, had physics another architecture class and then I had a graphic design packaging class and I was like I'm gonna maybe I, I want to and Mark can contest to Texas Tech for architecture is a little different than some yeah. other schools <laughs> was it the school or was it the town like that I the people the town was I think people just my experience I don't want to talk for everybody that goes to Texas Tech but I think a lot of people were bored out there, so I'd say there's a lot more drug influence, uh, people not excited about school as much, mm. um, people, uh, at least in architecture, it didn't have as much of a drive for me, and so I was going to go all graphic <laughs> design, and uh, so I was there for the spring semester, and then when I was in Nebraska, I worked with a friend and we framed houses, like during school in the summer, just framed houses. If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have went back to architecture. I kind of thought that the packaging design gave me a little 3D, mm -hmm. but I realized graphic design didn't have that spatial quality that architecture has, and framing is probably what saved me to, the construction side of that probably got me to go to the architecture. I would. Say and so then I left, went back to Nebraska, uh, applied, and the class was smaller. Uh, got in, um, and then finished up there. Okay. And uh, coming to Texas was by a friend of mine that I worked with in uh, California. He's you got you got to move to Austin. He went to UT. He's from Texas. Everything Texas. <laughs> uh, and he just like you got to move to Texas. And he was still working out there. Uh, and then one of my really good friends uh, that I went to grad school with, he moved to Texas, to Austin. We're from El Lawrence. And then uh, Dave ended up going back to Texas. And then when uh, he left, he worked for Jenkins. Okay. And there was an opening, he goes, you should apply. And so I did. Uh, and it was timing, you know. It was uh, getting harder in California, but uh, it was a good good move to move to been here since 2011 how long were you in california 13 plus years that, well that was your that was after school after grad school so you you come out of school and that, that was kind of your first job really as a uh that when i left there that was my third job i had a real short my first job was for two years was almost identical to you know design build Okay. Uh, I ran jobs. I was 
super. I was in the office. I commuted to San Diego, mm-hmm. um, probably in the field more than in the office. Um, and then uh, that lasted two years. Then after that, I had a short stint where I had a lot of opportunity, but just not exciting projects. Great guy to work for, just not exciting. That lasted maybe six months. And then I worked for the last job that I did for, I worked there like 11 plus years. I've been at Jenkins, I think, for 12. Oh, jeez. 12. Well, you moved here for it and you haven't switched jobs. So, no. yeah, 12 years. Yeah. 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 I'm thankful. I'm appreciative. Yeah. yeah. I've had lots of opportunity. I've met you guys there and enjoyed uh, my experience working with both of you there. Shane got Awesome Builder, Business Journal Builder of the Year. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, there's there's been a lot of... Uh, we went to that dinner and I was like, I don't know that this is going to... I was nervous uh, about it just because we're all there and it's all hyped. <laughs> and because uh, we've been to things like that before that don't pan out. But uh, that... I kind of looked, had a little tear in my eye when they named us. Well-deserved, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. holy God, but well deserved. You really do like some some amazing stuff. So, I mean, you brought some pictures with you. Um, what what are these? But they're, uh, we've been doing a lot of work in driftwood, and uh, uh, just been some really fortunate to have some good clients to do some really. Uh, so these are texture. I, I know that one. That one looks familiar. That one you're building right now, right? All these. All these are under. under uh, wait a second. Except. For that one, okay. actually, it's a bummer. This one is where I stole some of your old design from your house with the box. <laughs> okay. But it's nice. on top of this. Nobody oh, okay. can see this. They stuff. can't see the good part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is just a, I guess, a kitchen render. Yeah, we're looking at a uh, a long island uh, out of cut stone with a very uh, modern uh, backdrop of uh, European cabinetry, probably a white oak, something, but then it leaks onto the ceiling plane. It's very uh, Jason. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely very Jason. Yeah. That soffit above the, uh, that stone soffit above the cooktop. And or the stainless one back in the, the day. The stainless, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. That we worked on. That, that looked very similar. Um, yeah, it seems like y'all are, y- your style is moving sort of, I mean, I get it, it always depends on what the client wants for sure, but it seems like there's, there's more of this trend towards modern versus, you know, I, getting away from that I, Spanish style. Some, I just was at a thing, crayon thing the other day and the guy was asking about trends and I just looked back to, I, I don't like to be quantified toward that or strive for any trends but sure. uh i more like i'm interested in spatial qualities mm-hmm. uh how the space feels how it it outside just as much as important as the inside i mean it's hot here but i like being outside i mean that's why i live here being doing things outside here yeah. uh and i'm sure california had a lot to do with being outside japan had a lot to do with being outside uh just places that you the the architecture feeds on the outside. So what are some, maybe some differences that you've noticed between building in California and maybe building here? Hmm. It's funny enough, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, uh, Dif- differences or similarities. I don't yeah, know. like uh, you, 
I kind of relate to, like people try to separate them. Texas is founded on ranches. California is founded on ranches. Mm-hmm. They're actually quite, they're coastal. They're, they're actually, there's a lot of similarities. I think both of them have lots of different climate areas that you got to deal with and the geography of it. The, there's just, I love the hill country here. Mm-hmm. Uh, architecture wise, um, differences I think it's what you make of it uh, I, I try to be contextual but there's only so much you can do being contextual uh, depending on a client so much but at least uh, one thing I would say that's unique here is we do get we're fortunate to have so much stone that is I would say being able to use what's around well speaking of which um what are what are some materials that you like to use and some materials that maybe you don't? Speaking of stone, because yeah. if I'm completely honest, I hate Texas yellow limestone. Yeah, it's, I get that it's cheap and it's readily available because there's a lot of it down here. But and that's uh, all my, my house is completely Texas, you know, yellow flagstone. I do favor toward. Don't you think natural materials we prefer? I'd say the only materials I hate is if they're trying to be something else, a vinyl wood floor, a mm-hmm. concrete stone. I like concrete. I don't like concrete stone, but uh, things that are more true, natural. I uh, love wood. love concrete. Uh, I, I think those, some of it too has to do with what you, I'm finding more and more that I'm trying to look at uh, textures and patterns and how the tactile quality is of it. I think uh, patterns. Uh, I remember when we went to go see Todd Williams Bully's Sun Sin lecture. That really kind of gave me. They're so pure and modern, but they play on pattern. Yeah. And cutting up shapes and so forth. Uh, there's a project I'm working on right now. If I can find the picture. That the stone we're looking at, uh, just freaking using a grinder and. Creating a, now you like that limestone. Yeah. Right? Lonnie? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's, a little that's, scarf. We're looking at an image of scarfication of a limestone. Uh, it looks like three inch by 12 inch block. And so it's uh, it's got a diagonal pattern that's on it. But uh, yeah, no, it's beautiful. No, I think, yeah, I think that's a good application of, of that material. I, I like taking materials and using them, try to use them in ways that is not typical. You know, yeah. Like I just like seeing like interior stone or something, something like that. Because like, I think a typical house is all your stone and your veneers on the outside, and I think pulling that in adds this texture and this warmth to the to the space. And I, I kind of like. There's using... two kind of comments on that. I'm not, or I would try not. I probably have done, but I, I try. Would goal would be not to be a applied material. So like this wall here, let's just put some stone here. Yeah. I have no interest in that. But if that stone's carrying it inside and out and connecting the inside to outside, yeah. So that those transitions I think are important to me of bringing the inside out or the in, the outside in. Uh, I think that's important. Material could break a house too or break a building um, by how well it doesn't work or to, and it depends on the person too. But I think you can really go bad with materials sometimes that you make 
Do you have any the wrong decision? Do you have any pet peeves? Like, do you drive by certain houses and and you look and you're like, ah, oh, that was just a, a terrible. It could be a, you know, one of these communities, um, like the what's the word? Well, production home communities, yeah. and you just kind of drive by and like, man, I think that's kind of a terrible aesthetic. What are some pet peeves that you have? I wish some things were a little more simple, um, which is kind of funny because we're looking at this stone here that's not simple but I'm not interested in I guess I want to be more like when you're looking at the materials I'm working on a project right now where I kind of want to be more monochromatic but have different textures so that gives the unique but it still is pretty muted mm. uh, and it's simple uh, I have a project that's uh, going to be pretty much all concrete but it might be a few different styles. Like, get that Ondo silk smooth concrete and then maybe some board form. Um, it's kind of funny, I don't like fake materials, but I do like when people do stuff with concrete. Like, you know, give reliefs to it or put bamboo in it and then the reliefs that I, I don't know, maybe that's, I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Well, but you're I just do. adding a texture. It's yeah, not necessarily yeah. a fake. It's not fake, yeah. But I, I'm not trying to probably resemble the... Thing. It's just a rethought material. It's using yes. the material as intended. But where it's, it's so a molded. fluid thing. Yes. Like yeah. concrete is poured, yeah. and it's just this thing. It's like water fills a glass, and then the glass holds the form of the water. Same with concrete. So to be able to put a texture on the why outside. Do we like, why do architects like concrete so much? Explain that to me. Y'all are the architects. I don't know. Why do you like concrete so much? I like the mass quality of it. It's heavy. Probably the simplicity of it too. Like, I like the uh, uh, the client that we're doing the concrete with. I like the idea of one and done. That it's my interior material. It's my yeah. exterior material. You can choose how that's molded. I got insulation in the middle. I, it's the structure of the building. It's waterproofed. Mm -hmm. That we need more ter more materials like that. We need to create materials that are able to make the construction process not that that's easy but probably more sustainable in that sense that it's going to last yeah and i have so many steps because every time you got another material that's another step just adds to everything yeah do you like concrete Bonnie? oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah i like um i mean i like it for all those reasons that, that she said i like that it's you know it can Basically, it's fluid. It can take on whatever mold or shape that you that you put it in. You know, within within structural limits, of course. But uh, no, I'd, I'd live in a concrete house for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, I I think that's not for everybody. But uh, yeah. I do think there's ways to to make it. Like even if you have, I guess if we we're going to speak on. Ondo or somebody that's able to take light how things graze across that and how that might react or the shadows from the trees or things that could make it more playful or yeah. not so hard look at one of these here this one here uh, it's got a courtyard and that's something that is very important to me when uh, designing the yeah. house that kind of quality of space also sets you up for being in a house, uh, whether that's a front courtyard or if the house wraps around it, you got, you're looking in on it. 
It's an exterior room where you have the thermal envelope of the inside, and then you have the outside, and that's often forgot, right? It's a figure yeah. ground study. It's a black-white study. What's what's the residual of the space once I put my building around it? I yeah, love that. that tug, yeah. Uh, to tie, tie, tag in a little uh, garden in, yeah. in the houses or something that's lyrically and literally beautiful about that. It could be a visual thing, or it could be something you use. It could be both. It doesn't have to... This one is unique. Where just, the just so people just are not around. lost, we're looking at some pictures of uh, current Jenkins design build projects that are that are going on. Um, I don't know, Mark. Maybe you can give a better explanation of the one we're looking at. It's like this big black box. Yeah, so we're a, looking into a courtyard, and what's the big black box? Like, what is that space? Is that a garage or no? What is that? So uh, that's actually a uh, so there you. You're coming into this space. Um, you, you come in through kind of. Uh, you're in between these two boxes, if you want to say, is the entry, and you come in, and you can see, and there's like a boardwalk on the front, and then that boardwalk continues through the back that you can see, mm -hmm. but you can't see the courtyard yet. And then you come it slowly in. Slowly reveals you, itself you, as you, you come in. Yeah, and then there's like a glass hallway, but you can't get to it. So then you go the, the where the public space is. And those all go out to those public spaces nice. of the courtyard, and then there's an the outdoor uh, living and dining. You're controlling um, the promenade. You're not yeah. giving it to them all at once. Yeah. You don't walk into some big bangerang space. It's uh, oh no, it's beyond, and so you're yeah. teasing them through yeah. the through That's the so progression cool. and through very, the very very Alto Alvaro kind of uh, set up the system, but kind of deny it so that they earn yearn for it. I guess you could say. Uh, the, the, so the black box that has like a glass link on each side is um, hidden room. You, there's a hallway through it. Okay. It's got skylights. It's really tall. What's the function of it? What's the program? What's the what's inside? Uh, well, nobody knows really what's inside, but there's there is a speakeasy inside of it, but it's kind of this hidden thing. That's cool. Uh, but it takes you that hallway takes you to the main. Uh, Sweet in the house. It demands bedroom. all the attention. It, it looking it at it, it makes you curious as to what the heck is because you can't thing? see anything. It looks like was it Mecca? It was a few things. I did have a green wall at one time because yeah. make this garden space that kind of fell through. Yeah. Uh, we had little slits of windows that kind of. Then we had a big water wall uh, that just trickled like mm. this uh, Zen garden. It's kind of changed a little. It's not. I don't have. I kind of did miss the water wall, but uh, is the entire exterior that black? The, so when you were walking coming up the house, the right side is the bedrooms, and there's like a study that's a black box. The Japanese siding going around, and then the left side's all a koya siding. I love uh, both gray. of those materials. Yeah, it I looks. I love Akoya and the with the the Shisugiban. Yeah, is that what the chart on, on the chart? Uh, well, I don't want to have any bad thoughts about. It, but I, we got the it's it's black, but I kind of wish we had the alligator, the super. Oh, I love the chart. The, this is is this coming from um what uh, Delta? Delta Millworks. Is this mm -hmm. Delta Millworks? They they have some high quality yeah. stuff. We I have, love their We have them on a couple projects. Uh, the some projects it's causing a little delays, so we've went other places too. I think a delay getting that material. material. Yeah, that just yeah. well, of course, it's coming from Europe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's not theirs. Inukoi is a newer, the gray one is a newer product. Uh-huh. I didn't know that it was a, just learned this recently, a chemical-based process washed with the wood. And then the some of the other companies out there, which I really like too, is uh, doing the steam process, which we're starting to get more in the U.S. Where it cooks out the sugars into it. It can just be a pine. It, it hardens it, and then you got a finished brown. material. Yeah. So you get that nice, uh, yeah. and, and the the the, uh, the grains of it come out as well. True. Yeah. I think the the technology is helping us to wood should be used more. I, I think we're afraid of it. If we look around what yeah. we've got here, it's kind of the uh, common building material. Yeah. Unless we're on uh, everything rock. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, even I, I'd like to do. We we talked in the past about excited about doing. Uh, CLTs uh, back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I really would love to do that. That's I wanted to do one so, I wanted to do CLT on on my house. So for everybody, that CLT is uh, cross laminated timber. So it's it's basically if you can imagine plywood, how it's got layered veneers that are pressed and glued together. It's it's basically that on steroids. So you're taking what, two by six, two by two six, by eight, two by eight material, yeah. and you're laying one layer of two by six down, and, and then you lay another ninety degrees to that, and then you layer that two by material until you get to this massive structural, structural heavy. Uh, I mean, I think it ranges anywhere from eight inches thick to. to 18 inches thick. I mean, yeah. it just depends on what the need is. But yeah, I really. The spans I, are huge. Six massive feet. spans. Yeah, like, I think it's. Might only be eight wide, but you get some big spans, which I. And like you said, one and done, being able to be your roof and also yeah. see the beautiful wood or be the floor. Which pushes the guts of the house, right? You're all your HVAC, your plumbing, your lights, yeah. all that outside of it. If you want to be true to it, right? Yeah. And not have to router in all this material, which. I'm fine for like like I need a light in the space. Like, why is anybody shy about having a light yeah. in the space? Yeah. All right, we're back. Sorry, we had to take a a, a little break, but uh, we were talking about some cross laminated timber, right? And we were, we were talking about how you know if we're wanting to stay, you know, true to the material, using it as both your structure and and your finish maybe pushing mechanicals to the outside of the envelope and um i don't know we, we were talking about lights and, and how to get light in the space i i don't know here it's obviously we don't have basements but uh it's not not something we do here but i don't know why we don't have more mechanicals underneath like, uh, a, like a basement or a crawl space yeah crawl space start to you know we're always doing you know concrete on slab or we're not using that space, even though we're eight feet out of the ground or something, right? Uh, start to use those spaces. There are some people, some architects do, uh, when it's tighter. I mean, I've seen it where they'll have the stone wall and they'll come up the middle. It's got the windows above and it just coming right through. But it's coming through the basement. Just but, accept it as a part yeah. of the building and so yeah. it's, it's going to be there. So why conceal it? Just let it, let it be what it is? No, no, I meant like... It, we all think it needs to be in a closet or in the attic versus under. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of opportunity on these hillsides to do you think as long as it's accessible. I mean yeah. dude, you you have to have mechanical rooms or something so it's 
easily accessible because I mean inevitably there's there's always going to be a problem Definitely. and you have to be able to get to it and so I think designing around that or just making it a part of I mean it has to be I think it just has to be made part of the structure I mean these these are the mechanicals that are going to make the house work and make it comfortable and, and all that I mean let's let's plan around that and uh, yeah I don't, I don't know I think trying to use more uh, mechanical engineers and different people to help Mm-hmm. with the envelope and help with the mechanical. Haven't done the electrical yet, but probably will in the plumbing. Try to get it in Revit. Still haven't got an engineer to put it in Revit. Want that still. It's hard though. I mean, you're, it's, I guess sometimes it's hard to justify paying, you know, the extra square foot cost just for a, a room that you're really never going to go into. And, um, you know, it just houses your, your panels and um, all of your, you know, maybe a plumbing manifold or all your air handlers, but um, I think it's it's crucial. I mean, it's crucial to the the quality of the house and, like I said, the ease of access yeah. and, and, and making it to where it's accessible. Because uh, the alternative to that is, you know, you're cutting into something or you're, you're tearing open a ceiling or a wall in order to, you know, make a repair that, you know, and in the end it's going to be more costly. But we're too used to comforts. I think too. Like we want to, we, we think we have to be more comfortable. Here, here's an example. Took a daughter to the lake a little while ago, mm-hmm. and the car was hot because we're just getting in. And like, get the AC going. Yeah, yeah. get it going. It's like you're gonna go sunbathe at the lake. What the heck is this all about? Why does the AC need to be in the car on the way there? Roll the windows down. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> true. We definitely we definitely get too comfortable these days. But heck, I like know, being comfortable. I'm not I, I saying can't, that. I can't imagine a world without AC. Without AC, <laughs> it's just it would be miserable. Well, I guess you might choose to live somewhere else. Maybe. Maybe. I think so. They didn't. I, your grandparents didn't have AC. My grandparents didn't I have know. AC. Made them made them stronger. Maybe we should go back to that. <laughs> well that's back to your whole line right why are we how come you want the AC but you're wanting people to be stronger It's <laughs> a good question that's very hypocritical isn't it how do you feel Mark about the mechanical side we get sometimes we get too caught up in it I think like but what I do you think designing whenever I'm designing like I'm not absent of it but then I'm like oh shit I gotta put a <laughs> damn closet somewhere and it's like can I put it in this closet no it needs 30 inches of clearance I'm like damn it gotta change oh shit uh, but yeah it's, 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 it's an area it's almost like I want like somebody to manufacture like a Hey, you got a 5,000 square foot thing. Here you go. Here's your uh, stuff all in one room and just put this somewhere in the program. And I'd say thanks. And then it's it's done. But uh, yeah, we, uh, unfortunately, and we're, we're like continuing going down this road of having more needs for electric devices, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. And so it's like something that you get, you got to work towards. Uh, uh, it's, it's a challenge. It's always a challenge. It is, yeah. I think we, I've seen on some modern builds, uh, not my projects, other projects that where with the tight spaces, you know, kind of like when we did on Oxford for the Casita, you know, everything's single room controlled. Sure. Uh, I think Samsung's got a great uh, video on advertisement on TV. I don't know if you guys seen it. If you haven't, you got to look it up. Samsung's for their, uh, I'm hoping it's Samsung now that I'm saying this. Anyways, uh, the idea is um, he 
talks about having everybody has their own temperature in each room because you might like it yeah. 60, someone might want it 70. Localized. Different. Yeah. And that side of the house might be hotter. The so, sun's hitting it. So hit right? the design so temperature to 80, right. and then if I want 72 I in the room, I can get 72. I don't yeah. think our, like I hate ceiling fans, right? Like you really shouldn't need a ceiling fan in the house because sure. your system should be doing that work right. It should be circulating. The fan, should, even if it's on a low speed, it always should be moving the air, right? Yeah, and and it should be well distributed. Correct. You're not just you don't have like one vent per room that just cranks in cold Correct. air. Yeah, it's evenly distributed in the space. So back to the Samsung. This got to be designed, right? To what you were saying. So the Samsung ad is he's standing at the kitchen sink and he's saying, "This is how your mechanical system works." And he turns on the sink faucet, and everywhere there's a faucet, the shower, everything comes on at the same time. He goes, is this really how you want your house to be heated right. and cooled? And so I think that's a pretty funny way of looking at it. Yeah. I, I like things like that that just give you a different perspective. That's true. And, and, it, and it may, sometimes it's not as efficient if you had a bigger unit that worked properly. It could be efficient versus having 10 units. Um, it does add up. Uh, but I think the same thing with, you know, uh, anything if we could work out each area to the more finite local area whether it's mechanicals or yeah well so why don't big um commercial buildings practice that it seems like hotels or or i guess it's more motels isn't it well no i mean hotels <laughs> yeah, i mean each room has their own thermostat i um, no i mean like window units and, and yeah some kind of a wall unit motel hotel i think has a centralized but a motel yeah, I don't but know. You work, you you know, you walk into maybe like a shopping mall, and the whole building, every single space is. I mean, they're just cranking AC twenty four hours a day to keep that building cold. Um, you know, where maybe you could practice some of that. You know, where you're you have some localized control, maybe, and um, different parts of the building maybe need different climate, and you know, you're not just cranking AC. I, I think they've learned. There's a whole, the, the, I was just watching a video or a YouTube video on, they're trying to get, I forgot what this company's called, but they're trying to get everybody's BIM model for every building as we go forward. That'd and be cool. They, they got this virtual city that's, or they call it Twin City. So you have the real building and you have this virtual BIM model, and then they are trying to get the data to see the energy that it uses. In New York, they're gonna start putting grades. You know, like they put grades on the restaurants? Oh, their, their health department, they got an F. You're not gonna eat in there, right? They got cockroaches and stuff. I don't think this is, it may not work, but they're gonna do the same thing on the energy of your building, the consumption and the rate. They say that the high rises there in New York are at a 5% grade out of 100. Ooh. Where the average of a home or something is that's, fifty. Well, that's an envelope, right? That's an envelope. No idea a lot of it's that. the glass. A lot of it's the elevator. It takes energy. the The maintenance takes energy. There's a lot of different energies in it to maintenance a build high rise. Sure, that's scary though. I mean, Isn't that's that crazy? A, that's a scary thought that they're you know they're going to grade them. Great, you're getting graded. So <laughs> so what if you crank the AC too high in the summer, you're going to get a, a, an additional fine? For... No, 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 no. I don't think it's that. I think, I it's think it more... is. I think it's going to go that route where this whole, you know, 
being being green and using less energy and trying to stop global warming and all this stuff and and now you're going to get graded based on your energy energy consumption what if it's just making you more con- conscientious of like what you're doing and so it's yes. like hey you know like I don't know what I'm doing. This is Turn the way the that I live. This is the bedroom house. before you when you leave. Right. Whatever so it's be. just another metric for you to be able to know what like. Oh, it's a metric. Yeah. So this twin city that they're creating is gonna justify what the energy is used in all these different buildings, and then you can see that and see how you can improve. Cool. So it's no different than like if you get a Nest and it took Nest one Austin Energy wants to get Nest because they can watch what you're doing. They can see where you're thermostat energy's going and well, I'm definitely not killed. getting an S now well well it's also to help the uh, grid it's got multiple sure. reasons but yeah I mean I'm all for turning the lights off if you're not in the room I mean, I'm constantly walking around doing that or you know we keep the AC up high I get it yeah you're trying to use less energy uh, but it's really I think none of it's not anybody else's business how much energy you use or don't use well, that's... Uh, but the thing is, you get you get charged for that energy regardless. So the mindset is, yeah, you want to use less energy because you pay less, pay less money. I mean, that's the idea. So, but I, I don't. I do think if you had that knowledge in front of you, you would think differently. Well, you get a bill every month for it. But if you knew where it went, where what? Like you knew it was your a certain part of the electric, of that was causing it. You're like, it's come from that. TV in the bedroom that no one's in, or whatever it might be, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, or there's a light left on in the garage that you've never turned out. Or I'm cooling the shit out of my guest room, and like, uh, I, oh gosh, if I just put that damper at 50%, then I can blow more air in. Yeah, I think that we we don't know that. Data is is important, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, just be mindful of your surroundings. Don't be selfish. Uh, My dad would put on top of the light switch in my bedroom, I think it's. I don't know what president it is, but it was a little card that said, want not, waste not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was very, yeah. tried to be frugal with his, uh, he's better at that. So Lonnie, you're, yeah, you're like, against sharing your data? You're, uh, you're, uh, uh, I'm sure I've, I've got so much data out there, you know, that I'm not even aware of, you know, like with through your phone or your computer. Except and, all cookies. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of data out there that I don't even know about. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want somebody spying on me and seeing how much, you know, energy I'm using or if, if I got my house set at a certain temperature, like it's, it's nobody's business but my own. So I guess that maybe is trying to make people feel guilty, which isn't the best way either. Like, let it, let them choose whether they want to be more efficient, right? Don't force it on them. Or make them well, feel yeah. bad. That's what you, you're saying, maybe. Yeah. I mean, as much as you don't like it, it's... Yeah. It's, I think uh, it's well within your right to, to use... There's an interesting thing I thought with the city of Austin, and I don't know if all my facts are correct, but just bear with the facts. So, everything's blown up San Antonio, Houston... Yeah. Just blowing bigger power plants, bigger everything. Everything's just huge. Austin was small, but they were growing. They're like, I think it's time for us to build a new power plant. And uh, I think this is from Pfeiffer. Uh, it was his professor at UT. Uh-huh. And he goes, we don't need to build, build a new power plant. We need to be more efficient. And that's where the Texas Energy, or the Energy Star, it's a star because it's Texas. That was created. That's across America. When appliances had Energy Stars when you were a kid. That was created to have more 
efficient stuff so you don't need as much energy. Yeah. Why why isn't it a consensus that everybody does better with less stuff? If it performs the same, why not not, not do that with less? I think that's an admirable... It's a creative way of dealing with the problem, though, too, I think. Yeah. Not more, it does more, it more, 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 more. Yeah. Which I, I think that is a very yeah. You, you uh, shouldn't be looking at it. You shouldn't be wasteful. Yeah, you, know, <coughs> you shouldn't waste resources and um and yeah. I mean, we have to be good stewards of yeah. you know the land and and the plants and animals and the people. More you know, more importantly, you know, yeah. I think that's our responsibility to be good stewards of what we're given. I would say Austin is very progressive in even the housing construction. Yeah. Than a lot of the rest of the country uh, that we didn't even talk about California computer here I think there's a lot of rules there I think Austin wants to have buildings that last longer more efficient mm-hmm. they don't they're not being forced there are rules in the city of Austin but there's a lot of, once you get something to become a norm yeah it helps well um, the city of Austin adopts the, the latest code like they, they're very they're yeah the 2015 IRC they push it up to most recent edition. So yeah, yeah. So we never we never built another power plant. Is that what you're saying? They decided just to be more efficient. Well, never built it, another power it, plant. I guess if maybe you maybe you have to make your own energy. Like you gotta get on a treadmill. So <laughs> you want to turn the lights on? You gotta go out there for an hour. Hey, that, you're just killing two birds with one stone right there. Help America lose some weight. That's man. some forward thinking. <laughs> so everything has to be powered with your bicycle and your your treadmill. Yeah. Let's get, let's get that hamster hey, wheel going. Can I borrow your iPhone? No, you gotta get on the treadmill. <laughs> you're just dead. Exactly. Yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll all get in better shape and we'll produce our own energy. And we'll all turn into. Uh, the movie like Wally when we just get the desserts and we're just floating around <laughs> on our little chair. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I don't think that my building I'm the best at some of those things, but I do uh, aspire to make it more to make the building more efficient or yeah. tight or last. And I'm, I feel lucky to be at a place that cares about that construction science. Yeah, for which sure. Obviously, it I takes agree. time with money. I remember when I first started working there, and Noel's yelling at me because I wanted two by six exterior walls. Mm-hmm. He's like, "That's an extra five grand from our two by four walls." I'm like, damn, <laughs> we got these AG windows that aren't, you know, thermally broken. You just, but it's, it's good. a different it's, world. You, know, you, you learn and you grow, and then it, and it's also educating the client as well about why yeah what they want to spend it on about why this is important. Yeah, for sure. That's half the battles. Just I'm interested in on that side of it more in the healthy. I've been trying to work more on this in uh, a healthy home, you know, and not just like the perfect air quality stuff like that, but even like getting daylight where people need it and getting uh, maybe you have to walk from your garage outside your house to get a little sunlight, you know, or wake up in the morning before you get in the car, like make you adapt to the outside one. Uh, starting to do the lighting where has the cadence to match the exterior mm-hmm. with all the temperature. I have a project like that, which I was pushing like three years ago, and now I finally have a project that can afford it. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me. More that you can adapt to the, out, you know, connect to the outside, I think makes it healthier for you. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. There's cleanliness things, making your life easier. When you're building or designing the house, yeah, just to have a clean house and 
Make that easy for people? Yeah, maybe... Uh, Maintenance easy? Because so, it's hard for people to take care of it. They're busy. Yeah, maybe put ramps everywhere and you use some stairs. So you gotta, you got to walk up and down stairs and get your heart rate going. And maybe make the stairs a little taller so you got to get your knee up higher and increase your flexibility. And yeah, overall improve improve your your house that you're living yeah. in is, is kind of putting you through the ringer and, and giving you a workout and, and improving your health, right? Maybe that goes back to what you were saying that we're all too weak. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lighting's a big part. I think the space quality, you know, Mark's big on the quality of the space and what that creates and how it makes you feel. I think that's really what's healthy, like whether it's inside or outside, but it also is good for the environment because people aren't going to tear it down, you know, it lasts longer. You can have an amazing space and if no one's using it, you're pretty much not doing a good job. Yeah. It's not very environmental. That's true. Well, Jason, um, I, I really appreciate having you on, and uh, I always enjoy our chats. And I definitely want to, you know, I want to keep having you back on for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciate your time today, and, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. Soon. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Lonnie. We hope you enjoyed this discussion. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow us on Instagram. We want to hear from you, so leave us some feedback to help us shape future episodes.